Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Weekly Stoke. I'm super excited to welcome Steve and Cindy Burlack on today to talk about something that's really important, avalanche safety. So Steve and Cindy Burlack are the founders of the Brass Foundation, and this topic is near and dear to my heart. As a Burke alum and a friend of Ronnie Burlack's, I was there when he had the tragic passing in the fatal avalanche. And so this is something I take extremely seriously and think all of you should as well. That being said, COVID has shut down tons of resorts and really had an increase in ski touring, skinning, AT skiing, whatever you'd like to call it, but is sending people back to the back country and side country and not really providing a ton of information about how serious back country and side country skiing can be in terms of avalanche safety. So that's why I brought in the experts. I'm super excited to have Steve and Cindy here to give us a little bit of knowledge and also just bring their passion for the subject to make sure that everybody knows how they can be better prepared next time they're skiing in the back inside country. So before we really get started, Steve and Cindy, do you mind one of you explaining what the Brass Foundation is and what it aims to do on a day-to-day -day basis? Sure, thank you so much for having us. Steve will explain that. I just wanna say we're co-founders with the Astle family, Bryce Astle's family. Thanks. Uh... Yeah, thanks, Cindy, and thanks a lot, Parker, for uh, providing uh, this uh, forum and opportunity to talk about snow safety and uh, introduce the uh, Brass Foundation to some new uh, viewers and, and enthusiasts. Uh, Brass, the Bryce and Ronnie Athlete Snow Safety, was founded in uh, 2015 after uh, Bryce Astle and our son Ronnie Burlack were killed in an inbounds slide in Solden, Austria while participating at a US ski team uh, camp. Uh, and they were preparing for some Europa Cup competitions that had snowed heavily and they were out free skiing and they jumped off the groomer to ski down to another groomer and uh, they were caught up in a slide. Uh, six boys on the slope, Ronnie and Bryce were collected and uh, were, were killed. It was uh, um, a real wake up call for uh, ski and snowboard, the national governing body, and uh, hugely tragic for the families. So Brass uh, is an educational organization that reaches out um, to people that uh, are interested in um, being safe in the mountains. Originally, our target audience was the 35,000 ski and snowboard members. Cindy developed a program called Brass 101, which we delivered to many of the academy and club programs, probably over 5,000 kids uh, in the US over the last five years. And uh, after the pandemic hit, uh, she developed a webinar uh, format where we were uh, uh, develop, uh, delivering it interactively um, to these groups that we couldn't get out to. Um, we have uh, a presence worldwide. Cindy has presented at international snow safety conferences in North America and in Europe on the importance of the know before you go uh, concept of uh, snow safety education. And uh, we're just trying to uh, really push, push, push and uh, get the most basic elements of snow safety education into the hands of people that may be venturing into the backcountry. So thank you, Steve, just for that quick rundown of what Brass is, and it truly is incredible what you and the Astle family have put together. And so thank you for that. 
But so as you've mentioned, education is a huge portion. And that's really why I wanted to have you guys on here today to just ask a couple of questions and really try and educate our population, not even just the sync community, but anybody else who sees this video. So with ski touring and its popularity increase, we're seeing people from young enthusiasts to all the way to veterans, but even just really beginners that are trying to get into skiing in general, um, getting into places that they may not know the importance of avalanche safety and snow sport safety. So what can we do to work together to try and combat this unknown and this education piece so that we can prevent these fatal avalanches? Well, we've actually presented uh, the ed basic education on our webinars this fall, and they're recorded on our website, which is brassavalanche.org. And you can click on education, and there are a lot of choices there. We know most of the classes have been filled up. So to learn the education online is a really good thing. Uh, we, these webinars are an hour and a half uh, given by uh, snow safety professionals across the country. So you can choose one from a professional in your area. And they really uh, pull together the basics of snow safety, which is the five safety points uh, that, that are recommended that everybody follow when you go into the backcountry. But that available education is really one of the main things that we've offered. There are other recorded uh, webinars and, and uh, courses, but another aspect of, of BRASS is to look at the signage, look at how uh, information is communicated. One element we're going to focus on on an upcoming webinar that's a refresher course for midwinter uh, users, now that we've done the webinars in the fall, um, is interpretation of the avalanche forecast which can be daunting because it's mostly written for experienced backcountry people, but it's key in regulating what, you're, what you access and how you ski on it, how you look at what's gonna, what, what you're gonna be on. It all looks like beautiful white snow, as you know, and it's enticing. So it's good to be able to interpret that, that avalanche uh, forecast. So that's great that there are these webinars and you mentioned five key points. Do you mind saying what those five key points are? Yep, there, get the training, get the gear is the first thing. Get the training, get the forecast, get the picture, which is the overall picture when you're on the mountain, look for the signs. They have, we have five red flags of if you can see a sign of a, uh, an avalanche and then get out of harm's way are a couple of points on how to conduct yourself on when you're actually on the slope. And even if you have no training, those unfortunately is the last point, but it's um, some, some elements that you can apply to your tactics of, of descending on the mountain, mainly go one at a time so you can spot each other. So if something does happen, the rest of you can, can find that person. But those are basically the five points. Yeah, no, those are great and extremely helpful. I think if anybody's gonna leave anything from this webinar, it's just those five points. Take those with you, five points. Yeah. So I think this next question is really important for the sync community specifically and ski racers. So as you guys know, ski racers are really talented skiers. And for the most part, a lot of people would say are some of the best skiers on the mountain. But that kind of mindset in a ski racer's head that you can ski anywhere, anytime and anything may get in the way of being smart when it comes to snow sports safety. So how can we try and reiterate to our ski racers that it's okay to be smart and still be able to have fun in the backcountry? 
Well, Parker, that was the, uh, you know, the genesis of uh, the Brass 101 platform. When you look at the accident and you can actually read the accident report on the BrassAvalanche.org website, uh, what they discovered were that the athletes and coaches were woefully unprepared for the circumstances that they encountered on January 5th, 2015. And a lot of the mistakes that the coaches and the boys made um, are, are uh, really addressed in the five points. You know, beacons, probes, and shovels. They didn't have any of the gear. Safe travel ritual, as Sydney mentioned, only one person descending at a time. They all were on the hill at the same time descending, all six of them. Um, they had followed a group of six Germans that properly descended the right side of the couloir one at a time. And uh, that was somewhat of a trap. They saw fresh tracks. And uh, when we built this out for the 35,000 ski and snowboard members, not just alpine skiers, but, you know, free ride snowboarders, et cetera, we were trying to kind of get into their heads and uh, in, in, in what uh, could really impact their decision making. And, uh, um, you know, that is uh, how that platform was built out. And um, I have personally spoken to, you know, many groups and uh, there's a nice little trifold brochure I used to have in my hand, the know before you go brochure. And I would say if this was in the seat back pocket of any one of those athletes or coaches on the flight over there, those boys would be alive today. You just don't need to know that much not to get killed in an avalanche. Thank you. Yeah. And I think that actually transitions us perfectly to my next question. I know we've talked a lot about the education piece and this know before you go, but if you could say three things that somebody, if they knew could help them in a situation of a potential fatal avalanche, what would those three things be? Do you want to talk about that, Cindy? Yeah, there's one thing element that we didn't mention those five points. And I think this is one of the things that you really have to remember all the time is the human factors in a group, in the group dynamics. When you're up on a mountain, you can be stoked. You can have invested a lot of money and time and getting up there. And you just have to evaluate whether it's safe or not. And the dynamics of the group can play into that. Maybe there's a leader that everybody respects and he's not as educated or doesn't have as good judgment as everybody else. So you have to learn to say no and be sure you're in a group where other people will respect you if you say no and understand those dynamics. And it's always handy to hire a guide um, and get no- local knowledge um, working for you if you're out of your, uh, you know, your home environment. Um, there are plenty of resources out there that can turn a uh, tragic day into a really fun day um, by just getting uh, some more experienced people um, with you. And uh, um, that's, uh, that's a very... Uh, hot business right now, guiding in the backcountry. It's growing like crazy as the sale of hardened soft goods has grown as well, which is what we need to see. Yeah, no, it's been great to see everybody enjoying this sport of skiing that every, like everyone in our community loves. And so we'd love to have more people join that community. But like I said, it's really great that we're being able to get this information and give people a little bit more knowledge so that they can be safer. So with that, I think it's really important that this next question, I ask you guys, how can people stay involved with brass, either donations or help in any way? And then is there a way that we can gain more resources other than the website or is the website the best place for people to continue to get more information moving forward? 
you can you can follow us, Parker, on uh, Facebook and Instagram, and uh, we have many posts uh, where we're um, putting out information from the major uh, avalanche centers in the U.S., uh, which is both informational and there's a link uh, to our fundraising uh, page. Delivering this education is expensive. We've had some very generous people supporting us, and uh, the more we can raise, the more we can do. Uh, in North America and in Europe. So brassavalanche.org is a great place. And if you follow us on Facebook or Instagram, there's always a link at the bottom uh, of those posts where um, you can support the organization as well. Great. Well, Steve and Cindy, it has been an honor to be able to have you guys on here and to talk about this subject. And I hope that as we continue to see advances and everything that you've done in terms of the education that people are receiving, I know we're still a long way to go. And so we're hopeful to continue to help support brass in any way that we can and help people really get the information and the tools to be able to have fun, but also stay safe. So thank you again so much for your time. And to everybody listening, I hope you guys gain some valuable information and I'll catch you all next week on the Weekly Stoke. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having us. We really appreciate it too.